Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. So yogis need to be uh, in that state where we can function to fulfill our mission as people are going to be falling into despair, terror, anxiety, uh, and literally dying uh, with, with great uh, hopelessness and if they can receive through the morphogenetic field a vibrational frequency that gives them access to the liberated level of consciousness that, uh, that can help them come out of the matrix and uh, attain that state of peace while still alive that can, uh, can bring... Uh, uh, a, a soothing of the heart that nothing else will be able to accomplish. Because we are all interconnected, because we are all one self, uh, every yogi who attains liberation from maya will automatically and spontaneously become a beacon of that divine light that increases the power with which the energy of divine love is disseminated into the planetary noosphere and enables anyone who is praying or meditating to receive some of that energy and be lifted out of despair or, or whatever negative state they might be in. That's our function, to offer that. But you can't offer that if you are still in some ego state that is suffering yourself. You have an obligation, a duty to free yourself so that God can work through you and you can be free of your own karma and graduate from the wheel of birth and death and uh, complete your service to the world that will be the only way to make amends for all of the karma of all the past lives. It can only be done now through that total surrender to being a a, a, an instrument and vehicle of the light and the love. And that non-duality must be the uninterrupted state of consciousness that liberates all from the illusion of suffering. So, this is, uh, this is now for many a race against time and so it's important to understand uh, the nature of your own resistance to liberation if you haven't uh, broken through it. Uh, so I want to talk about the, uh, the, the, the various approaches that have developed in the, uh, the spiritual game, let's say, 
Uh, all of you know about the module of the 10 yogas. You've had that here. So I'm not going to talk about it in that sense, but I want to talk about the turning of the wheel of Dharma, as the Buddhists refer to it. Because Sat Yoga is, is the original yoga. It's a return to the original yoga, the Adi Sat Yoga. And that yoga is the source of what became Buddhist yoga, Taoist yoga, the, the Vedantic yoga. It was the source of all of the yogas, including uh, that of Greek philosophy and the Egyptian uh, spiritual sciences and, and, uh, and that of the Judeo-Christian Islamic traditions. All of them were based on that original yoga. That is what we're returning to. But if we understand how the, the practice and the approach to realization has shifted over time in Kali Yuga using the Buddhist uh, model as a, uh, as a template because it is, it, it's very well articulated. <clears throat> the first turning of the wheel of Dharma by Shakyamuni Buddha was the declaration of the four truths of the Aryas. It's often mistranslated as the four noble truths. It's not the four noble truths, it's the four truths of those who are noble. Okay, I think that's an important distinction. Arya means a being who has become or claimed uh, our true uh, spiritual nobility. It's, it's also important because of the way this concept has been disfigured and corrupted in Kali Yuga to understand that it was not considered a race. There is no Aryan race. But in every race there are those who are noble and those who are ignoble. At least in Kali Yuga there are many beings who are not living a spiritually noble life. They're living a more petty life, a more vicious life, a more degraded life, a more addicted and dependent kind of life, not a noble life, okay? So a yogi is one who has become noble. And so the first teaching, the first turning of the wheel of the Dharma was if you have forgotten how to be noble, here is how you do it, right? That's what the first wheel was about. And the four truths were truths that were expressed to someone convinced that they were a bodily being in a world. Someone convinced that they really were their ego. They really are the character that they're playing. If you're in that state, then the first turning of the wheel is appropriate for you. But it also ratifies the illusion that you're under. And therefore, it, at the same time that it produces a gradual uh, uh, exit, it also prevents you from exiting because the gradual never happens. Tomorrow never comes, right? So the four noble truths are you're suffering. The reason you're suffering is you have desire, trishna, thirst, right? You want something uh, and, and you're not happy. You have dukkha. You're dissatisfied with life, right? 
You ain't got no satisfaction. Even you go to Rolling Stone concerts and they don't make you happy. Nothing makes you happy. Okay, how do you deal with that? Well, you, the, the way you deal with that in the first turning is you follow the eightfold path, right? And so you gradually reform your life. You get, become more virtuous, more altruistic, more generous. Uh, you, you have the right kind of livelihood in, in which you're not harming anyone and you're not cheating, lying, killing, doing any of those things. You, you turn your life into, uh, in, into a, a, uh, a, a life that, that you can be proud of. Right? That's one way to approach nobility. But does that mean you are going to really eliminate your thirst for liberation and remove that sense that it's not quite right, it's not really satisfactory? No. Uh, you know, if you read the lives of the great saints, they were always still beating themselves up for not being saintly enough. You're never perfect, right? Perfectionism will never get you there. And so the first turning of the wheel was a kind of perfectionism. So we're against it, right? <laughs> but most, for most people, they prefer that approach because it gives them time to stay in the ego. Because they don't really want to get out of the ego. So they like perfectionism even when they claim not to because it allows them to still pretend they're a suffering person and that uh, they can't get out of it. Things are hopeless. They keep falling back and regressing and right, all of this. And that is creating jouissance. There's an enjoyment of telling the other, I'm not going to be perfect for you and I'm not going to be happy and it's going to be your problem as well as mine. Right? And so the ego, because it lives in a state of codependency, enjoys uh, creating problems for the other and projecting that the other is its problem. And if only the other person would change and become noble, I'd be happy. Right? Many egos have that view. You do the eightfold path and leave me alone and I'll be fine. Right? I'll be liberated when everybody else is noble. <laughs> doesn't work like that. So the, the first turning was a failure, okay? They, the Buddhists don't like to talk about it that way, but basically uh, it was a dud. So they, and this became known as the Hinayana, right, path, and then they created the Mahayana. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.